Welcome to Wait for Wait Food for Thought. In this podcast, I discuss all things related to health, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle advice. If you're looking for education, inspiration, motivation, or for some good old-fashioned rambling, you've come to the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Happy listening. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Wait for Wait, Food for Thought podcast. This is Deadass, my sixth time attempting to record this episode. It is 9.32 p.m. on a Monday. I'm tired. I think I have a cold. And for some reason, this episode is super fucking hard to get through. But you know what? We're here and we're going to get through it together. On today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of taking care of both your mental and your physical health. You typically hear these two things as being separate. As people talking about taking care of your mental health, do some self-care, have some self-love, get a facial, uh, I don't know, go on a walk outside and, and sit and enjoy some nature, journal, and then you hear this aspect of physical health and being physically fit and active and either doing HIIT or strength training or intense workouts, whatever the case may be, we think of them as two separate things. For me, I maybe you don't, but I definitely do. And I think they're advertised as two separate things. When I hear about being healthy, I think about the body. I think about eating well. I think about how the body's performing. Is it performing optimally? Is it? Are you supporting yourself um, nutritionally with all of the foods that you need to, to support your body? Are you getting enough vitamins and minerals and food and water? That's what I think of when I think of healthy. When I think of stable, I think of my emotional health and well-being. But really, what's physical health without mental health? And what's mental health without physical health? Nothing. The body and mind are not two separate things. The body and mind are one. Your mind is in your body and your body is in your mind. Or something like that. They're both the same shit. Now, for me, I just realized literally today that I don't do anything all day long that puts... I don't do anything all day long to improve upon my mental health. Nothing. Literally. Maybe, you know, as a byproduct, certain things that I'm doing are enhancing my mental health, are keeping me positive, are keeping me motivated. But in terms of tapping into my subconscious, tapping into what's bothering me, tapping into my emotions that I don't even want to address or think about or tap into, which is all of them. (laughs) That's something that I don't take the time to actually do. I have bought journals. I have bought, I've bought so many things that make me think that, okay, I'm on the right track. I, I bought the fucking journal. Isn't that the first, the first step? No, like that journal has been sitting in my fucking drawer for so long. I don't even, I don't even think, I think I broke my name in it. Like that's stupid, (laughs) but I want to go through with you guys my, what my day looks like pretty much Monday through Friday. I wake up around six to six 30 AM. I have a cup of coffee, like immediately I get up and I grab coffee because what's life without coffee? Boring. So I have my cup of coffee and I'll, I'll kind of relax for like 30 minutes or so. And then as soon as I'm done with my coffee, like literally the second I'm done, I'll wake up and do a 40, usually about a 40, 45 minute workout Monday through Friday like without a doubt. As soon as I'm done with my workout, I'll take a shower, get ready really fast. I go to work and I'm at work until about, I'm about like nine, nine 30 to six, six 30. And then when I come home, 
I usually get ready for bed or eat dinner or really, I don't even know. Like I just feel like I do so much shit that I don't actually know like what happens when I'm off work. Like I, I don't know. But then I end up going to bed sometime pretty fairly early around 9 p.m. Now, my workouts are usually either a hit workout, either a 40 minute like full body, no weight hit or 30 minute hit followed by a 10 minute ab circuit or I'll go on like a two to three mile run and then do some abs. Like my workouts are typically so fucking intense and I'm like dying by the end of all of them. I don't like slowing down. I don't like any of that bullshit. I like to go, go, go. I feel like I did something super productive and super hard and that's it. And I'm good. Now, is that helping my mental health? No, that's actually making me way more anxious because I'm not allowing myself time to slow the fuck down and bring awareness to my mental health. So lately I have been doing yoga and you guys, it's so fracking hard. It's so hard. First of all, I'm not flexible. So physically that shit's hard. I can't even touch my toes. I look like a 90 degree angle. Okay. And it's hard emotionally. So I looked up kind of like the science behind why it's hard emotionally because it's, it's a thing. Um, there's a bunch of info. I haven't looked into it too much, so I didn't really want to talk about the science behind it because I don't really know, um, you know, the accuracy of the article that I read from like healthline.com. But the, the first thing that I want to talk about about yoga is that this article that I found online, it says the physical focus helps bring to surface your subconscious emotions. So I know that I'm not alone when I say that I, I feel very overwhelmed doing yoga emotionally. I feel like I'm so antsy doing it. I'm not, I don't like to sit in slow postures and it's difficult and I'm not the only person that feels that way. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, this, um, portion of the article, but it says, while yoga can be a physically intense activity, the poses and asanas of a practice can bring your brain into a deeply focused neutral state. This helps you process anything that is bothering you subconsciously, but that you've been unable or unwilling to access directly. You are in yoga class. Your breath and concentration have helped you relax and calm your mind, wiping away any of the immediate stress and worry. Your present preoccupations are swept away and the superficial level of your brain is now on the back burner, focused on the physical challenges of the practice. Your deeper mind now has the opportunity to process issues that you've been holding below the sur surface of your immediate consciousness, whether that is stress or anger or intense sadness or maybe a confusing mix of many things. In an interview with a yoga journal, um, I can't say this person's name, my bad, my apologies, this person said... Anytime you work with the body, you are also working with the mind and the energy system, which is the bridge between body and mind. Yoga gives your mind a way to process the feelings we bury and push aside. This results in the confusion you experience when suddenly overwhelmed by emotion on the mat, and it can take anywhere from moments to days to search through yourself and consciously pinpoint the or original source of the emotion. So, I, yeah, I don't even know how to elaborate on this. This, this set up perfectly, but... You know, it's, it's important to tap into those parts of our, our subconscious, those emotions that we, that we bury so deep down, like mine are so buried that I feel numb and I feel like accessing them is just like suffocating that I will die. If I begin to bring out these emotions that I have learned to not just 
suppress, but like fucking bury. Like they're in like the depths of like the deepest grave you could possibly build. They're all just down there somewhere. And somehow I, f- I feel like all my emotions that I've suppressed are like these zombies that have found their way out of their graves and are trying to fucking attack me and I'm not prepared. Okay. So how am I supposed to fucking namaste when zombies are, are all up in my face? You know, I'm trying to be Zen as fuck and this shit, this shit all up in my business. But anyway, I guess dealing with your emotions is important. I don't know. I'm not good at it. So (laughs) I'm learning alongside of you guys. Anyway, next point is your body is physically holding on to emotional tension and pain. For centuries, some cultures have held strong beliefs that mind, body, and what you might call a soul are intrinsically linked, and one cannot treat an ailment in one without addressing all three. The holistic view of healing holds that our bodies remember and store everything that has happened to us in our lives, from trauma to intense joy. When we physically reinvigorate the parts of the body that hold these emotions, as can happen during yoga, we also release those feelings. For example, stretching and opening the hips and back can release stress and anxiety in many people, which is a good thing when that anxiety is mild. The physical stress leaves the body and is gently processed through the breath and focus. If the anxiety is very strong, however, it can overwhelm the person holding the pose and deeper inward focus and healing are required. Through yoga's physical opening of your body's muscles, tissues, and organs, deep-seated fears and sadness can be brought to the surface. Acknowledgement of the root cause of these feelings can then be addressed mentally, emotionally, and physically. I encourage everyone who may have experienced emotional release during a yoga class to view it as a gift and try not to be afraid of what it has to offer. It may not feel like it at times, but thinking about what poses make you cry and which make you laugh out loud with sudden joy is a real opportunity to explore what you're storing in which parts of your body. So for me, I feel like emotion is just like lacking in my life, like any spectrum of emotion, whether it's Intense sadness or regular sadness, intense, intense anger or normal amount of anger, intense happiness, normal amount of happiness, joy, you get the picture. I feel very neutral. I feel very numb. And I feel like I've been going through the motions of making sure that my body, my physical body, my being is healthy with the foods that I love to eat that also nourish my body while doing workouts that I know keep me in shape so that my body can fight off diseases in the future and can be strong enough to fight off diseases in the future so I can reduce my risk of injury in the future. But when it comes to my mental state, when it comes to being emotional and in tune and in touch, like I feel like I, I'm two different people. Like I'm, in, I'm stuck. My mind is, is wandering and I can't quite find it. I can't quite figure out where it is. I can't get a grasp on my own emotions and my own bearings. And I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way, especially when you feel so overwhelmed with life or suppressed emotion that you know is what's the source of your problems, but you, you can't even bear thinking about opening that, that can of worms. So I highly encourage you to figure out what it is, whether you're focusing too much on mental health and not enough on physical health or too much on physical health and not enough on mental health, we need to find the balance. And if we keep our minds happy, our minds clear, we have more clarity. We enter each day with more compassion, more kindness, more empathy, being more calm and and understanding of each other while also feeling good about ourselves, both 
both with how we actually feel like physically and also how we feel about our, our body image. Like it's all, it all starts with the mind, how you perceive yourself. Are you doing the work to make sure that you have clarity and emotional control within yourself, which I don't have. I don't have emotional control within myself. I don't have emotional clarity. I, I, I'm very uptight and tense. I can't even sit in a, in a child's pose or in a savasana, which is just laying on your back on your mat without feeling after like 40 seconds of being in that pose that my entire body is tense and I, I'm not even like sinking into the floor. I'm holding on to tension, to stress, to anxiety. And I know that we all do this, especially with the way that the world is right now. Everything's getting better, but there's still stress. There's still the sense of normalcy that we haven't a, a, achieved yet that we're all kind of dealing with. We all, maybe you lost someone due to the pandemic or just during the pandemic. Like this is a difficult time that we're all in. So to say that we don't all have stress and anxiety and tension pent up is false. We all have that shit. So it's important to address it. And I don't even know like how I'm going to address it within myself. I just know that it is important. And I'm at a point in my life where I can't run anymore for my emotions, no matter how far I run on my runs, no matter how fast I work out, it doesn't matter. Like I can't run away from my emotions forever. I can't. And so I'm at this place where I'm trying to invite more yoga into my life so that I can be more mindful, so I can be more grateful and not just live life being on autopilot and going through the motions every fucking day and then just getting comfortable with where I'm at to the point where it's just, you you know, 10, 20 years later, you're like, whoa, I was just in a damn Groundhog's Day every single day. I don't want my life to be, to be like that. And I don't think anybody really wants their life to be like that. It just kind of happens. Or maybe you do. Maybe you like being that comfortable. But if that's you, like more power to you. And if it's not, that's okay. There are ways to get out of that cycle. You just have to be mindful about it. Now, I did get a comment on Instagram about how to be more active coming out of COVID and how being physically fit is now harder after, you know, quarantine or, or being inside for so long. Gym's opening up again, depending on where you are. But for me, working out and fitness is such a huge part of my life. Like it is ingrained in me. Like if I don't do it, I'm anxious. I, I, I make sure that it is scheduled into my week at least five times a day. I'm not like rigid about it or so strict that if I need to go on vacation or if I need to take an extra day off, like I will, I totally will. I'll listen to my body, but that's few and far between. Cause typically I feel good. And that is my outlet. Like that is my journaling. That is my, my way of just like, I need to express myself in that way or I will lose my shit and nobody around me will like me. <laughs> so for me, it's difficult for me to grasp the concept of other people not being able to get into a, a good fitness routine. Like I get frustrated trying to talk to people about like, it's so simple. You wake up, you do this or at night you do this, but it's not simple. You know, we have, everybody has their barriers and not a lot of people are like me in that regard. And I have to understand that. Like I am a psycho when it comes to fitness because that is my way of expression. My advice to you though, is people associate fitness a lot with weights and the gym. That's not fitness. I mean, it is, it's a portion of it, obviously, but going on a walk, going outside, going on a run, walk at the beach, walk on a trail. Like what is it that also brings you such peace around you where that workout doesn't even seem like a chore or a workout. It's just so fun to you that you feel good and, and you happen to be sweating at the same time. Like what makes you feel good that you happen to be sweating? Is it a run? Is it 
a fast paced yoga flow? Is it a power yoga flow? Is it a, a nature walk? Like there's so many things that you can do to be active. And that's why I don't like to say fitness. I like to say movement, just move your body in whatever way feels good. Like even doing a 10 to 15 to 30 minute workout a day when you're able to is so, so, so beneficial. Like you don't have to go to the gym for an hour. You don't have to do a 45 minute workout. And this is why I post my workouts on my stories on Instagram. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, quick little shameless plug. It is at W-A-I-T underscore F-O-R underscore W-E-I-G-H-T. Anyway, that's why I post my workouts because I want people to know that I didn't do something that took me an hour, two hours long. I got my shit done in 30 minutes. I'm sweating balls and I feel amazing. There are so many free workouts on YouTube, you guys. Like it's unreal how many free shit, free shit, free workouts. (laughs) Ugh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Free workouts there are online. I recommend if you want to go into the the yoga Pilates route and get some free shits on that, (laughs) type in Boho Beautiful. She has um, some amazing classes. Do not be fooled by her tiny ass physique. That bitch is so fucking strong. It blows my mind. Like she, I can't even do some of her, her poses. It's unreal. Or her ab circuits, like get out of here. Like that shit's so hard. I'm like, I'm like watching the video so intensely to see if it's cut anywhere because I can't believe that she's holding what she's holding for this long. Anyway, yoga and Pilates and strength training and just like slow movement, intense strength, boho beautiful on YouTube. If you want just like a wide range of different workouts, maybe workouts ranging from like 10 to 30 to one hour um, minutes, you can look up uh, Pamela Reef. She has some great, she has some beginner workouts depends on your your time of day is it during lunch you want to get a, a quick 10 minute circuit in she has some dance workouts if you want something more fun and you like dance but you don't want to you're not that great at dance and you just want to you know dance it out you know that's fun um that's a workout um pamela reef and then you know my girl shout her out all the time uh her workouts are so hard, but she's also starting to do more low impact, more relaxed workouts, uh, growing bananas, you know, she's in my stories. If you follow me, you know that I tag her probably five times a week. <laughs> um, yeah, love her workouts. She has like ab circuits, hit training, low impact, knee friendly. Her v- videos typically range from 30 to 40 minutes though. So that's if you have kind of longer time. She does have about like four minute Tabatas, um, which is a, a circuit training of 20 second workout, 10 seconds off. Just you keep going. Um, she has like a four minute Tabata, 10 minute Tabata, 15 minutes. So if you want something kind of quick, fast, full body, highly recommend her. If you just kind of want like a good yoga recommendation, yoga by Adrian is good. But the whole point is, resources are there. You don't have to get a membership. Fitness and movement is fucking free. It is free and it should be free, you know, and it should be accessible. And it is because if you have a body, doesn't matter what your capabilities are physically. If you have a body and a being, you are able to do some sort of movement to some capacity that suits your body. And that's it. And in the meantime, simultaneously, You should be doing something that makes you feel good. You should never be doing a workout that you absolutely hate. Like, why would I do, why would I do that? Why would I like (laughs) put my body through 
physical stress for something that I actually don't like and is actually causing me more mental agony. Like the mental agony that you should be facing when you're doing a physical hard workout is is mental agony that is like pleasurable because it's so motivating and you want to you want to pass that threshold and and beat your goals every single time. That's the kind of, you know, mental stress you should be putting on yourself when you're doing a workout. So find what works for you. You know, like there are even like 30 minute dance workouts on YouTube for free that are so much fun. Just like blast it. Who cares who's looking close or close all your windows? Like who pretend no one's there. Maybe no one is there, (laughs) but just dance like no one's fucking watching you and have a good time. Your body just craves movement and your mind just craves being your mind is like a needy girlfriend or boyfriend. That's what it is. You have to tend to it and be patient and be kind and be empathetic to it and listen to it and listen to what your mind needs. No more neglecting the mind. Because like I said before, if your body, if your physical body is healthy, but your your mental state is not, then you're not healthy. And same with vice versa. A healthy body and mind is a happy, healthy, calm, clear life. And that is what I'm striving for. And that is what I'm genuinely, genuinely, absolutely fucking struggling with right now. So don't, I don't want you guys to think that this is easy for me, that I'm just sitting here spewing all this just stuff that it's so easy to work out. It's so easy to journal, so easy to meditate and just do yoga and like, just do it and stop thinking about it. It's not easy. It's difficult. It's very, very difficult, especially when you throw in life's shit that life decides to throw throw at you and responsibilities that we have and jobs and kids or families, whatever your situation is, you know, how do you carve time for your physical and mental health? And that is something that you need to sit with and ask yourself realistically, how much time can you dedicate for both your physical and mental health every single day? Now take rest days for your body, obviously, but I don't think we should take, I mean, we should take rest days off for our mental health and just like, you know, just have days to just not think about it, you know? I just need sometimes to not think about physical workout, not think about exercising my mind and just to just be. And it's a balance between all of these three things that we all crave and we all need. And having that balance is what's extremely difficult, but extremely possible. So with that, you guys, I do want to end today's episode on a whatever floats your quote by uh, good old Hippocrates. And it says, A wise man should consider that health is the greatest of human blessings and learn how by his own thought to derive benefit from his illnesses. Beautiful, y'all. Well said. I think that summarizes the whole point of this episode really, really well. If you're struggling, I am too. We're all struggling. And just a quick reminder, nobody's life is as perfect as they put it out to be online. So if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you're the only one struggling with physical, your physical health or your mental health, and you see that everybody around you seems to be doing well, that's all it is. It's just seemingly, they just seem to be doing well. You don't actually know what someone's life is on the other side. No one's posting how many times they've cried. Nobody's posting how many workouts they've skipped. No matter, nobody's posting when they have a big old pimple on their face like me. And I'm, I'm not posting because <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. But it's stupid. You know, we all have our shit that bothers us. We all have that shit that makes us feel insecure. And and we all get into our, our funks. And it's okay to recognize that we're all people and we're all in this bullshit together. But that's what makes it all so beautiful. Right? <laughs> 
I think. And with that, you guys, that was like a very negative way to end this. I can't end it like that. This, this journey is what makes everything so beautiful. Being so confused and being on this planet, being like, what the fuck? I didn't ask to be here, but I'm here. And navigating through these challenges is what makes us stronger, more well-rounded, more in-tune individuals. And that is what makes us beautiful and this process beautiful. <laughs> That's a better note to end on, everybody. And with that, I hope this resonated with you. I hope you feel so inspired to go work out or meditate or do a yoga flow. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for you. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. <laughs>